Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Today we are talking about a day in the life of a realtor. Put that coffee down. If you're good at something, never do it for free. How'd you get the gig? Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a two-week course. I will sell this house today. What are you, some kind of real estate agent? Oh, he's a realtor. There is a difference somehow. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. All right, guys. So we are going to get into what realtors actually do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, but before we get into that, how you guys doing? What's going on? Um, I think I have the sickness. Oh, no, come you don't. on. No, you don't. We're not sitting in this tiny room if you have the sickness. So dramatic. <sighs> Jer keeps licking things. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to our uh, awards gala for the board tonight, and that is a bit of a mm-hmm. v- virus infection spreading cesspool. Apparently, the board had to release a statement. I don't know if you guys saw it. I read like, it, yeah. We are not refunding people who don't <laughs> want to come <laughs> due to uh, They've been assured beer. by the convention center that all that they're not getting any of their money back. Yeah, we talked to the health authority. We've done enough that we do not have to refund you. You must show up. The show must right. go and on. And the board lawyer said, as long as you told everybody, we tried our best, <laughs> but there's no guarantees here. So this is going to be an audience of over a thousand people. Yeah. Uh, many of whom fit the Asian demographic who they do travel back and forth. From Asia, this there's not, you're looking at me like I'm saying something offside. <laughs> Matt's like, uh oh, uh oh, it's not offside. You're, you're walking a very fine line. No, but it's not offside. You're doing okay so far. No, <laughs> he's talking about patient zero. No, but but it but it's a segment of the population. Like we're in a higher a ratio in a room with a high ratio of people who travel back and forth. Yes, right. That's part of their profession in representing buyers from that region. Right? Sure. Yeah. So, and then we're going to all go get collected up in a room together and come and go from the bathroom and yeah. people are going to touch door handles and all the rest of that stuff. And there only needs to be one person in that room. Well, we, we were talking about it before uh, we went on air with someone else in the office. Like statistically, someone, someone in there has it. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm not talking about where they're from or anything, just numbers wise, a thousand people. You know, and I it's, think it's there. It's going to make an appearance. Tonight. Yeah, well, you know, from what I've been reading, there's going to be lots of people who get uh, coronavirus who never even know they have it because they don't get very sick. They have it; they can pass it on, but they're they're not these big epics. Like, not every single person who gets it is this like devastating, horrible um, in the, in the, situation. In the right? interest of health and science, um, should we be should I be bringing my own beverage container? Container. Just my own, own maybe cup. like a bottle of bourbon just for myself that I just know <laughs> it's clean. You just use it to, to safe, wash your hands? Or? For health and safety. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that, I think that's typically why most people bring a flask to the jacket pocket. Right, because it's not because yeah. the drinks are insanely expensive. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's, yeah. Germs. No. It's for science. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can get behind this, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And scotch or bourbon, I think, kills 99.5% of... Uh, I mean, if you want to be safe, it should be scotch, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone's sick in Scotland. In the entire country of anything. Um, Okay. Okay, cool. So are you guys just in coronavirus mode? Is that is that what's been taking up your mind share? No. No, I mean, we could throw around a few jokes, but we're going to our big awards show tonight, so that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I I had to, um, this is off topic, but I had to craft a letter. My son's been having issues with uh, another kid at school 
And cool. So you wrote a letter to his karate instructor. To his karate instructor <laughs> saying, teach him to sweep the leg. We need to fast, <laughs> fast track his training. No, we, 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 we had to talk to the school because we've talked to the school and nothing's changing and whatnot. And, um, but my father-in-law got involved in the process. <laughs> Did you get an angry lawyer letter? <laughs> well, for those of you who don't Strongly know, my, my father-in-law is a, is a lawyer and, and a corporate lawyer. Like, he, he does big uh, corporate hostile takeovers and all sorts of fun stuff. And non-hostile. And I sometimes, I don't know, it's possible. I, I don't I know, know the ins and outs of what he, what he does, but it was very Maybe interesting watching how our professions colored the way we wanted to handle these, like both of us were inputting what we wanted and my poor wife was dictating <laughs> slash trying to keep us under control and like... Yeah, she's playing referee. He he wants to like lay down the law yeah. and I want the school to be on our t- our side, right? <laughs> like, And it's a very interesting how we're trying to accomplish both We've these things. We've talked about this, how yeah. negotiations are different when you have a, a client who's who's been in a, an aggressive lawyer totally. situation because yeah. their, their playbook is lay out all of the worst yes. negative consequences totally. for the person on the other side. Yeah. And then you just scale back until you find yeah. something that's, you know, suitable to you. And yeah. we try to keep everybody happy. Yeah. So it was, they don't just turn around and walk away and buy a different poem. Like the moment I knew we were coming, and he's a great guy, but the moment I knew we were coming at it from very different places was I'm like, before we get into this like hardcore stuff, let's start with talking about how much we appreciate how the school has kept us in the loop and how we know they're trying and none of what we're about to say we think is their fault. And he's like, why would we do that? <laughs> he's like, none of that is needed. And I'm like, I want them on our team. I want them to be Team McLennan. And he's like, he wants to set the tone. It just, I, I thought it was a fascinating little character study on, the, you know, how your jobs kind of color <laughs> how you attack problems. Yeah, for sure. That sounds fun. Yeah. So. You can update us on the uh, response letter you got from their attorney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> going to sound like there are a lot of schools out there yeah <laughs> no we're in private school so they we will get a response we the, uh, the one thing the school has been fantastic for for all sorts of uh that sort of stuff which is why i want to keep them on our side anyway this isn't a parenting slash lawyering show um do you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we get into it no, here? we're talking about real estate all right you talk about the market or, or what we oh. do in in the days of the lives of the realtors yeah okay well let's get into it Let's get nuts. You decide your own level of involvement. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that. Neither do I. Wrong. National debt. Wrong. Wrong. Advocate. Wrong. Without money, we lost. Wrong. 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 Very nice words, but happens to be wrong. You're listening to Multiple Offers, a real estate show. Matt, do you want to, before we get into Day in the Life, remind people of the origin <laughs> of why we're doing this episode. Sure. Last episode, I was talking about how I had a client. We talked over the long weekend and he said, oh, okay, I'll talk to you after the long weekend. Then he called me during the day and I was busy and I didn't talk to him till the end of the day. And then he was like, well, I mean, oh, sorry. I, I didn't realize we should have booked this ahead of time. I was hoping we could meet tonight. Yeah. So now just on a whim, like, let's meet tonight. So I sit down with him and he's being a nice guy, making small talk. What were you doing today? Oh, well, I was at a photo shoot and we were staging. We were working with a photographer and it's pretty busy. And then coming into the long weekend, there's just a lot of things to catch up on. He goes, cool. So like, what do you do? 
I was like, oh, it's you know, doing the photo <laughs> and the marketing and all this stuff. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's kind of cool. So, like, what's your job? And he's like, like, real estate, that's what I do. He's like, no, what's your other job? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Like, he really thought, how could I possibly fill one weekday with real estate stuff? Yeah. That it's just like, oh, no, like, you just meet, like, on evenings and weekends, and you walk through, and you show someone a property. If they decide they want to buy it, you just, like, write an offer, and then you're done. Easy peasy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not wrong. He's he's a nice guy. He didn't mean anything negative by it. And he, I guess I shouldn't say he's not wrong. He's wrong. Right. But he's not alone. Sure. And I even asked my wife this morning, like, hey, we're going to do like this type of show. Like, what do you think maybe people miss? And she's like, I, I mean, really, if I wasn't getting some of the play-by-play about what you do, I would definitely question how you fill your day. Well, how many times have you finished a negotiation really late at night and somebody says to you like, oh, I had no idea how hard you guys work. Like, I can't tell you how many clients at the end of the process is like, this is kind of all consuming, huh? Like, yeah. You're... And, and by the way, you're not my only client. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 when you suggested this, I thought it was a great idea. It's Jeremy's think... idea. Okay. <laughs> well, then I think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's a great idea. And not just for uh, listeners who don't work in the real estate industry. Statistically, there's a lot of realtors who sell three to six houses a year. That's kind of where most realtors sit. And that might, it might be part of that too, I think, is the, totally. is the yeah. like, you make, like, I've seen the real estate shows, you're making some serious money off these deals, so you probably only need to do, like, a couple, handful <laughs> a year. Yeah. So, like, what are you doing with your free time? You probably have kind of hobbies and right. other things yeah. <laughs> that you're doing, <laughs> yeah. golfing, hiking, what are these things you're doing? Yeah. So, I mean, I think for, for realtors who are maybe either new in the business or maybe not working a full like maybe not working it like a business. Uh, I think this will be yeah. pretty interesting. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. there's the business plan part. I asked one of our colleagues and our, our new managing broker in the New West office here, Mel. Yeah. I asked her, I was like, hey, we're doing this show. What do you think people should be aware of? And she's like, I think a lot of it is that the consumer needs to realize that we're human. Like we are regular people. And okay. in, in all of the hours that we spend with our clients and evenings and weekends, we're still trying to balance a life of being parents and, mm-hmm. and taking care of our, our physical and mental health and all that stuff. Like we are trying to balance it and we work some, some weird sporadic hours and yep. it's beneficial for our clients to understand that about us because, and we talked about before too, when you hire an agent and how to speak with them, getting the most out of your agent sometimes isn't about berating them and asking them to be there Sure. All the time, you know, showing some mutual respect can actually get you a lot better service. You know, what's really interesting about that? I was talking to our friend, Mike Sheldrake, uh, yesterday, and he was saying, oh, how was your weekend? And I was like, so good. I actually took the weekend off. I didn't work. Mm. And in my head, that was true. Because I'm like, I didn't do open houses. I didn't show places. Um... I'm sort of prepping a new listing to hit the market and I have a couple that sold and I just didn't have appointments and my my one most active buyer hasn't accepted offer. And I was like, I had a whole weekend where I didn't have to worry about how am I juggling time with the kids, time with the work, whatever. And Mike was like, you know you're lying, right? I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, I came in on the weekend and you were here at the office doing paperwork. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I was here at the office. I did run in like... For a couple hours and just finish up my new listing on Cameron's paperwork and whatnot. And Mike said to me, he's like, isn't that interesting that in your head, 
that was a weekend off. You thought you took an entire weekend like, off. Like for people who have sort of nine to five jobs, if they had to come in for three hours on the weekend, they worked on that weekend. Like it, it's so interesting to me that in my head, I totally took the weekend completely off because I had no face-to-face meetings and I got to spend the majority of my time with my family. <laughs> like, yeah, well, inevitably, we are on the computer. We're doing yeah. some preparation. We're taking a call. We're answering an email. There's there's something that's going on. And I think the other thing that happens a lot in our business is that you, you think, like I can think of the times I told my wife that I'm going to be like, I just need about a half an hour or like an hour. I got to pop in. But then, and it's not that, that that task that you, you go in with the intention of doing one task and it should take this amount of time. Totally. But then your phone rings. And there's an expectation from our clients that we're responding to these things quickly or a text message or a, Hey, I just saw this one or, yep. and, and you're like, I might as well deal with this. And that's the, that, that time between like, yes, it was half an hour slotted time, but then new business arose mm-hmm. and, and that all of a sudden doubled, tripled that, that time. And you're like, I need to just, and in our minds like, I want to just go home. I need to, we're going to do some family stuff, but I just need to get this done so I can sign off. Yeah, and it's this idea that we we worked through the day and then the evening you didn't have anything scheduled, but the evening is when things can come in unexpectedly because our clients are now off work. Sure, right? offers so, come yeah. in at e- evenings a lot yeah. of the times yeah, in, in so, a regular market. Yeah, inevitably the phone rings like when I'm like cooking dinner and like trying to serve it to the kids. Yeah. It just seems to be that's how it goes. So let's let's maybe try to compartmentalize a little bit because there's seven days in the week. Yeah. I think for the three of us, we typically work all of those days some of the time. Yep. Right? Um, but not every day is the same. Uh, Jerry, you had the idea that maybe we should like start with Monday and not go through like the entirety of every day, but break it down to how some days are different than others. Yeah. And I think there's some clarification too for the type of market we are kind of in a seasonality to, to how our job works. Um, cause sometimes those, the days are, we can be doing, you know, the 12 sort of four, 13, 14 hour days when it's really, really busy. Um, and I think just to kind of clarify part of what you're, you and that person was, we're talking about is that it's when it's on, it's on and you're 100% just kind of working a lot of the time. And it's, it's the families are the ones that kind of just take a bit of a back seat, but that's the way that the, like the analogy of sort of farming or fishing that we're, we're doing these things. And there's a lot of things that are happening at once because that's when it's the spring market or the fall market or, yeah. or this year, the spring market is January. Before we get into specific days, I just want to put out there. I, I have two objectives that apply to every day of the week, Monday to Friday. And I, I try to block it out and I didn't create this. This is a Richard Robbins thing. Who's a a real estate coach that I, I use. Um, but I, my two objectives are, I think of the day in two phases, there's growth, which is I need to find new business, right? Every single day you need to take some sort of action, never ending challenge to find new business, whether that's just checking in with old clients, giving people random market updates, maybe calling leads, like all of that stuff. Recording where you're like, a podcast. Recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is my growth activity for today. A hundred percent. List videos are our growth. The other part of the day is what uh, Richard calls cleanup, and that's servicing all of the stuff that's coming in. Those tasks that Jer was talking about. About like, okay, you need. You've got. You've earned this client, and now you have to do all of the things for the client and and market and keep it all. And But I mentally break the day down into two parts, clean up and growth, which I think every day, like, that's the, the thing that 
has to get done. You have to service your clients and you have to um, find new clients. And that doesn't even include just like returning calls to realtors and all, all of the other stuff. Yeah, some fundamentals of running a business. Yeah, that's an important thing too for yeah for new agents. Um, we've heard it from other business coaches. They call it like your business builders, money, yeah, money totally. makers, your tasks and things like that. And it's easy as a new agent to be thinking you're doing work and it's you're on you know you're doing your social media marketing or you're working on a web page yeah. or things like that. But breaking it up into to some sort of categories that are like this is this is I need to work on all of these things to have a, a bit of a balance. Well, and, biz. and the the way I measure whether I succeeded at growth is did I book an appointment today? Like that's when growth was a success. When something I did mm-hmm. caused me to either book a phone call or a sit down and a phone call, my goal is to turn it into a sit down with somebody new or somebody returning. Right, yeah, but, but some, <laughs> something that's going to turn into revenue yeah. for your business. Yeah, totally. Should we start with Saturday, Sunday? Cause it's kind of, it, it sets the table for what's happening kind of during the week. Sure, and it's and probably it's, the it's days a, that the public blocks. are most familiar <clears throat> with us. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's do that. Okay. Saturday. Open house. More often than not. Saturday and Sundays we're doing opens. I try to do opens only one day a week. Um, often I'm doing Saturday and Sunday, but my goal is first week of a new listing, I'm probably doing Saturday and Sunday. But if I don't have a new listing that week, I just want to do an open one of the days. Because um, so, you're, you're keeping something open for, for buyers then? Well, I try to stack, I try to book all of my appointments either on Saturday or Sunday, leave one weekend day totally open, and then only book appointments. Like if I pick Sunday, I'm trying to book all tours and everything on Sunday, and then only book into Saturday once I run out of time on Saturday. Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Fill yeah. one day first. Fill one day first. In the hopes that maybe one will remain yeah. available yeah. for some personal time. It never works out. <laughs> there. there Rarely, rarely, rarely. I think last weekend was the first weekend this year that I didn't have. Yeah. I'll give the example of what I had to do this past weekend. Yeah. Because I was fully booked for some personal stuff on Sunday. Yeah. I was at a year-end soccer tournament for my daughter at 9 a.m. Yeah. And then hosting my wife's business, the guitar shop, I was the MC for the recital. So I was there from 12 to 5. Yeah. So from hosting to helping to tear down and all the rest of it. So I knew I wasn't going to have any time from 9 to 5 on Sunday. So on Saturday, I had face-to-face meetings at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 1230, uh, 1.30, and then 5 p.m. Yeah. And so it was face-to-face from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then I almost lost my voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it had to, it had to, had to load right. it up, right? Yeah, totally. and, and that was to effectively, again, sort of work on Sunday. But that's that's how you do it is you have to look at it and say what – it's all about priorities, right? Mm-hmm. You go into the week saying, what do I need to fill it, fit in this weekend? Okay, this listing has to have an open house. So right. I've got to prioritize fitting an open house. These clients, I didn't spend any time with them last weekend, and I know I want to see them this weekend. Yeah. So when am I going to fit them in? And then just those two blocks alone, there's only so many hours in an afternoon on a Sunday. Well, it's tough too, because when I started in real estate, it was pretty normal to show places before the open house times of like two to four. I find it, it's harder and harder now. It's really hard. Like a lot of times you're like, okay, I want to show your place at noon. And they're like, no, we're... Come to the open house. Come to the open house. You're like, no, I have my own open house. I want to come see the play. Like, it, it's hard to do opens and show buyers at the For same time. For that reason, I've noticed a very much, and this maybe is just my own interpretation, a really growing trend of open houses on Saturday. 
Yeah. Sunday used to be the day. Totally. And Saturday was this secondary day. And now I find a lot of folks like the set, the open house on Saturday because they can go take their clients and then do their own open house on Sunday. I, I think it's flipped. <laughs> I, I find if I do Saturday and Sunday, Saturday tends to be the busier day now, which is weird. It never used well, to be Well, if you like book that. both days, yes. the first day will be the busier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It just seems to be how it goes because people make that their priority. And Sunday's just not the day it used to be. Yeah. You know, it used to be where nobody worked on Sunday. Right. There's still a lot of people now who are engaged in some sort of work on, on Sunday. Yeah. So it's changed the, the way that people function. How much prep time do you guys allocate during the weekend for your open houses? Like you're there at the open, say, for two hours, but it doesn't just take two hours. I want my prep done on Friday. So you've, you've got all the materials, everything ready to go. If I've done it right, I leave the office on Friday. Yeah. And f- for the open house, I don't need to come back to the office. Yeah, I'm same here. I think that's great, and I might uh, try to adopt that from you guys. I, I usually print my material. I get into the office pretty early. I print all my materials for the day, and I go and do my stuff. Um, but what about, like, you got to put up open house signs. You got, like, how early do you get there? 20 minutes before scheduled start time. Does yeah. that sound right, Jer? Yeah, it depends. Um, we're not... Like there's some agents out there that put, you know, two signs on every corner right. um, within yeah. like a five kilometer sort of radius of a house um, where we do kind of one sort of in front and maybe on sort of each corner, just depending um, depending on the property and where it's located. But it doesn't take that much time for us to get the, the get, to get our signs out and, and get lights on. And, and yeah, yeah. <clears throat> when, when I do Victoria Hill, it, I have to leave about 30 minutes before the open house to put up my signs because... Parking in Victoria Hill is hard. I walk. You live there. Yeah, I, I live there. <laughs> okay. I, I walk out my townhouse. I go out over to uh, McBride, and you can't park on McBride. So I I do the two main entrances to Victoria Hill, and then depending on whether it's Francis or Ross, then you got those people two corners, in that way. and then there. So I put up five signs total. Yeah, not more than one on a corner, but five total. And that takes me about half an hour to walk that block and, and do everything. Yeah. I'll do yeah. those in the car. I'll just pull up to the corner, throw the hazards on, run out. Oh, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. keep it moving along. But you do need to be there ahead of time. But like, this is me. You know, I've got kids who are 9 and 13 years old, and they're engaged in dance and sports and this kind of stuff on the weekend. And I want to be there as much as I can. Sure, yeah. So that's why my prep is done on Friday, because I'm often coming home from a soccer game right. with my kid, dropping her off, running inside cleaning up, getting ready. And then I'm just like straight out the door to yeah. that next appointment. I've, I've created it that way. And my clients know, like I'll say yeah. to them, Hey guys, like I'm going to be at this thing with the family until 1130. So let's book to meet at 1230 so I can get home, get sorted, make sure I'm not late for you. And mm-hmm. I'll see you at 1230. Right. Might, same thing might happen with an open house, whatever it is. So that's why it's just sort of like one thing straight to the next. What about follow up after the open house? Do you follow <laughs> up that evening or do you leave it till Monday or when, when does that happen? It depends on the client, but yeah. generally I, I, I try to send a text or something before I drive away. As soon as I drive away. Oh, this is to the seller. Yeah. Yeah. I, 100%. Like how, many, how many groups, how to go, how was the feedback? And we're not getting a ton of information out of people when we're at the opens. Yeah. Most people are fairly tight-lipped we're, and there's rules now against us even like barely talking to people. Yeah. Um, so. But a lot of times you need to follow up. Like somebody will ask you a question that you're like, oh, I can send you that info or whatever. I usually just do that during the open. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, if it's getting like feedback, like, did you like it? Do you think you'll follow through? Yeah. Those are calls I make the next day or 
Yeah. That, like not, not on Saturday or Sunday. Like if they want to come to me cause they're eager, absolutely. Like we'll work with them. Yeah. But otherwise that's, that's business for a business day for what, me. I block a little bit of time after every open house specifically for, um, oh, it's okay. My thing, it's fine. Um, Sorry, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, we thought we What's had a te- fine? we thought we had a technical gl- difficulty, but it's okay. Um, I block a little bit of time after every open house to follow up with realtors. It's only about 15 minutes, but anybody who comes in and says who they're working with, if I know that realtor and I have their contact info, I'll send them a text just saying like, "Hey, just wanted to give you a heads up. Your people came through." And I'll tell them whether I thought they liked it or didn't like it, just uh, just as a courtesy because. Um, it's nice just to get that conversation going because um, sometimes you get more information than you're expecting back from the other agent who's like, oh, yeah, you know what? We talked about that one. They were so excited to see it. Blah, blah. Like it's it's just nice. I don't probe too much, but sometimes just being helpful, realtors volunteer more information than they maybe should back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So like the open or the weekend – Open houses consume a lot of it. Then we try to fit in clients before or after or yep. maybe in place of an open house. And I think the the consumer is pretty familiar with that. I think That's so. the part where they see us with them. Right. That's when they think we work. Yeah. Then there's the other stuff. Sure. So, because uh, we're, you know, we need to compartmentalize this a bit and not turn this into a two-hour show. Yep. So what, what happens during the weekdays that people don't see? Yeah. I mean, I think Monday is the most important day in real estate. That's something uh, uh, Coach Keith, friend of the show, really, really hammers home. Um, Like, to me, Monday's the day that you set the entire tone for the week. And I I really, like, usually I block off most of Monday just for trying to set appointments. You know, I talked about growth and cleanup. Uh, Monday is the day that I'm talking to people I'm already actively working with. I'm not spending a whole lot of time looking for new business on Monday unless, you know, I met someone on the weekend at an open house who said they needed help or whatever. But generally, I'm not searching for new business on Mondays. I'm just trying to service all the clients who I am dealing with and and really get, get appointments booked is what I'm trying to do about finding out who needs to get out there, who needs to find out, who needs open houses for the next weekend. We're a bit of the same way, kind of yeah. getting a bit of a snapshot as best you can of how we think the week's going to play out. Yeah. Um, a lot of, lately we've kind of been doing new listings on Tuesdays, but there's usually some prep involved for, for that. Um, I funnel like a lot of my, because, you know, Sunday after the open house, like we don't get these designated weekends like most people are used to like your Saturday and Sunday weekends or, or whatever that may be but these two days together um so it's sometimes it's half of a Sunday or half of a, mm-hmm. a Saturday so a lot of times after the open it's if there is nothing else going on um I try and push a lot of that follow-up on to, to Monday right touching yeah. so if there were buyers that went out to open houses yeah. if there's buyers that send you messages so a lot of my Mondays are kind of follow-up too with with that stuff and mm-hmm. They're like, is this one still around? Or, hey, my clients, like, because I'm not, you call some of your agents that are agents of buyers that come through your opens. Um, a, a lot of times, yeah, that people aren't really doing that. So you you have to sort of just do some follow-up. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah they do sure. kind of like it, but I'm wondering about this or this about the property um, before we get too excited about it. So a lot of that stuff's happening on Mondays for for me. I try, it's funny that you guys do new listings on Tuesdays. That's the day I try to do new listings as well. I usually get all the paperwork ready to go Monday and then have it fresh, ready to hit MLS Tuesday morning is is my goal. And I also, 
Tuesday's theme for me is listing day. That's the day that I want to, you know, for my listings that haven't sold, I'm checking MLS. I'm looking at, okay, what's our competition? What has sold? What can I update the sellers with? Is our price okay? Is our price not okay? Like that's, that's Tuesday is totally the day that I do my listing research. Especially if there's a lot of new listings that come on kind of on Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah. Like most of us have a bit of a playbook there in terms of how, how we're, we're structuring uh, our new listings. So in terms of planning for your week or that weekend, is there something that hit the market on that Tuesday that I, we need to prioritize? Yeah, for sure. Um, so that can, yeah, that's those Monday and Tuesdays. I mean, it's, it's a lot of foreshadowing of how the week's going to be going. Um, I mean, that's like, it's so much administrative stuff. Like we have, we, you know, we both have kind of help with, with some of that backend stuff. Um, I mean, inspections for properties when you do have an offer on a place, those aren't really necessarily on set days. I kind of have a set day for inspections actually. Oh, do you? Yeah. I, well, I always tell clients that there's a kind of a funny thing with timing inspections that you want, like, you don't want to have a home inspection if you're just going to collapse the deal because there's something in the minutes that you don't like or, you, you know, like you don't want to pay your $500 if there's another reason you're going to walk away from the deal. So I tell people to leave it to the last minute, but not the very last day, because if the inspector finds something that we need to follow up on, you need a bit of time to follow up. So I like the day before, which is usually a Thursday. Most of my offers I write uh, not always, but the most common subject removal day for me is Friday. Hmm. Um so I, I try to do home inspections and I, I usually try to book home inspections in the afternoon. Um, my sort of cleanup growth thing I was talking about before, I try to get that stuff done as absolutely early as possible because there's going to be a million fires to put out. Um, like I get into the office about 8 a.m. Um, and then my goal is like to be done the growth stuff by 10 and then done the cleanup stuff by noon so that the rest of the day I can just go after whatever's popping up that is urgent and needs, needs, uh, needs attention. Hmm. I don't know if there's a consistent date that I would say my inspections happen. There are, yeah, you you can write offers on Mondays or Tuesdays and that just sort of is a natural sort of landing day. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, we're the same usually that we want that inspection happening the day before subject. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like the right time to do it. Yeah. That's, that's when you want, I mean, but inspection is a large uh, share of our time. Yeah. Right. So that's again, in-person time with the client. In-person time or, or with, a, and it's usually like there's a couple hours there, not yeah. to mention getting to the inspection, depending on where your, yeah. your deal's happening. Yeah. Hopefully you have maybe one of those happening every week. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. But, but a lot of people, when you don't have the in-person time, they go, how did, how did you fill your day with this growth and cleanup, Jeff? You just spent, yeah. you spent, you went eight to 10 AM doing some yeah. growth and 10 to 12 doing some cleanup and like, what could you possibly be doing? And people don't maybe understand um, when you're serving a, serving a listing or you're preparing to go and meet someone for the first time to help price their property and talk about your plan and your strategy. Yeah. How much time went into that analysis on the value of that person's home and how you would go about marketing that particular property? Preparing. So um, I just went through this. I'm <laughs> Right after this, I'm going to go talk to somebody about the value of their home. And my prep uh, this morning... Uh, took me about two hours of going through and and this is a building I know very very well already is that paperwork too not not including paperwork um no not including paperwork just just research 
research and, was about two hours and of preparing going your materials for the presentation. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I mean, I I haven't at this point prepared contracts or or done like after the show, I'm going to keep doing all of that stuff. Yeah, so I, I can say there's yeah. probably a good four to five hours that goes into an analysis on something that you're not already recently familiar with. Oh yeah. It, it can take a lot more time if you're not right. You're doing one where you've sold something in there. I in own the in this comp- yeah. okay, well, I didn't want to be the yeah, one yeah, to say yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. right? so for those ones, of course we're more yeah. proficient and that that's what can make our job easier. Yes. And focusing on a certain geographical area. Cause you're like, well, I don't need to do as much research because I just inherently know this from doing it every day. Yes. Looking at the new listings. But if it's something that's maybe a little bit anomalous, you have to do more research. And it can be four to five hours to do that. So there's the, what's the home worth? How do I think I would market it based on this market and this type of property and how it fits in? And then how do I want to communicate that to the seller? Now, what are the objections I think I'm going to hear from the seller? Because this probably isn't going to align with the plan that they have when I walk through the door. Right. So now I need to mentally prepare for this meeting so I can be really valuable to the client. So it's hours of preparing to know that you have the right information, the facts to Mm -hmm. present to them, and then more preparation to mentally go in and be a valuable valuable asset to them and explaining how it all works. Right. And then spending the time with them. So that one. I was going to say, and that, and that's, and it also depends if you're looking at it from a whole, like a list date, like to list date is, are, are you meeting them twice? Have you gone and previewed the home the first time and gone through and made, you know, copious notes on, on yeah. what you actually need to be evaluating or. I, I prefer to meet twice if I can. The I'm old two step. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for those who maybe aren't familiar with what we're talking about, uh, there's sort of two two schools of thought with how to evaluate a home. One is you just ask the lead a ton of questions over the phone, get your information that way, and then you go and you present value. That's a one step. And then the other one is you go see the home first. You get them to give you a tour. You take a ton of notes, and then you come back a day or two later with your evaluation, which to me, I mean, it's hard to argue that you're not going to be more prepared if you can two-step it because – you know, especially if people have done massive amounts of work, the quality of that work can be very different than the message over the phone. Right. Yeah. Like a <laughs> we've lot- completely renovated this place yeah. 20 years ago. And, and I'm not someone uh, who likes to evaluate on the fly. That's not a skill I have. I don't walk into a home and just I'm like, oh, this is worth X amount of dollars. This reno is not as good as that reno, minus 10 there, blah, blah, blah. Like I need to do my homework. Well, and no matter what idea you come up with at the front end, you can usually find something else that sways your opinion yes. and makes you stop and think for a moment and say, should be should I be looking at this differently? Totally. Right? You yeah. know? And, and a seller deserves that. I think for detached houses, everyone should have a two-step. 100%. Right? And, yes. And condos... A lot of times you can do it in one step if it's reasonably new and it's in the same, like they haven't done any major renos. Yeah, and I mean, if it's in a high rise and that floor plan exists, you know, 200 times and you've seen it a million times and you know, like it's a lot easier to do it in one step. Like a less, you know, 10 year old building, like you pretty much within 10 to 15,000 or so, depending on the year. So without spending too much time on this one, I guess the takeaway is you can spend six hours to all encompassing to go to this, this 60 minute appointment. Sure. Um, and that could just be a planning appointment. And then they say, well, okay, uh, no, we chose to hire someone else yep. or uh, now's not the right time. And that's six hours that we just did for free. Yep. Right. And that's part yep. of the business. Yeah. Right? That's, that's just <laughs> one thing that I think is very important to understand is, um, in our job, like we interview for jobs every week, every week you want to meet somebody 
and you want a job interview and you're not going to get every one of those. A lot of people will call three or four realtors and, you know, for whatever reason, like their personality doesn't match with yours. They don't like the price that you told them. They think your marketing is goofy, whatever. Like there's a million reasons why somebody doesn't hire you. And that's just part of the business. Like you, you have to go on just like every buyer you work with isn't going to buy a home. Hmm. Yeah. So there's the part where we work. Yeah. A lot of hours that maybe don't turn into revenue. Sure, yep. for sure. And a lot of this stuff, I would say, is consistent for, you say, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, just depends on what you have. If you've got a bunch of listings coming up, yep. or if you're, you're heavily weighted with, with buyers, um, you know, on, on the buyer side, or on the listing side, too, um, if you're dealing with strata properties, mm-hmm. there's several hours of getting into those documents. Oh, yeah. There's, always, <laughs> there's, there's just not, the reading part's the reading part. Um, if you're a quick reader and it's pretty straightforward, you might be able to get that done in an hour, but um, there's potentially all the other questions that are coming up or, mm-hmm. or, and you're dealing with emailing with, with the strata agents and, and the time that it takes for, for the back and forth. I think too, like a lot of the, a lot of the back and forth can be time consuming. The back and forth is what can take up an afternoon. Like we talk about doing a tour with the buyer, right? So the time we spend with them doing the tour, but how much time goes into coordinating that tour? If you got, you want to show four properties, you probably have to start with a list of six. Yep. And yep, then for sure. you don't, you don't just sit down and say, okay, here's these six. I'll just, uh, I'll go see all six. Preparing a tour is an interesting time sink too, <laughs> because you, the initial block doesn't take that long. Like it maybe takes half an hour to send out all the messages, like pick your tour, go through which map, ones I should out. show. But it takes a few minutes to map it out. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. For sure. But I, I think it's probably like half an hour if we're being over, like maybe an hour at the most, but then you got to follow up. And that's not big chunks of time, but it's like, you got to do it two or three times more before, like you got to constantly sitting yeah. down, yeah. reassessing, where am yeah. I? This one got canceled. Yeah. Now I that's need to the, move. That's why yeah. I like doing that in the morning. You talk yeah, about, it's you a good talk morning task up. for sure. You can fire a bunch. We have our sort yes. of inter-office, inter-agent sort of messaging system. Fire those out. Your ideal plan. Yeah. Here's the plan. If it works out, which it seldom does. Yeah. Um, but if that goes to plan and your order is the same, great. Um, but you start getting messages back, sold. Nope. Subject removals tomorrow. I'll let you know. Right. Um, yeah. No, that time doesn't work for me. Can you do tomorrow at a totally different time? Yeah. Just out of curiosity, how many like evenings do you think you're going on appointments during the week? Now, Jared talked about seasonality. So yeah. obviously sometimes if you're different than others. Um, I always ask first if I can get people during business hours. Yeah. And it's it's easier than some people may think. Yeah. Um, I tend to get a lot of appointments that I can take during business hours, which mm-hmm. really helps. Yeah, it's wonderful yeah. when you have a client who can... Yeah, like, oh, the... yeah, I, I work from home on Thursdays. So yeah. come see me then, right? right? Something to that effect. So evenings has been less for me over the last several years. Obviously, if it's required, I'll be there. Hard one to answer exactly. Every week is very different. I can go a week where I might not have an evening appointment. You intentionally try not to work in the evenings, though. Like you you tr- definitely try and funnel people outside. Yeah, I try to funnel people those, uh, those, in, uh, into business hours, and hours. it's usually pretty successful. Okay, well, let me change the question then. How many appointments would you say you go on in a week? Well, our business wasn't nearly as busy the last couple of years, sure. so so it's um, it's not the same as it as it used to be. Um, but uh, you know, you can have some weeks where there's <coughs> upwards. There's definitely more than five, and other weeks where maybe it feels like only two or three. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's really hard to say from one week to the next. You just you got to be ready to fit them in. Yeah. 
I, I find uh, my, you know, Keith likes to talk about the new zero, you know, what changing your expectation of like what the bare minimum is. And for me, appointments uh, four is my my zero. If I go on less than four, I'm like, oh, okay, something's like, yeah, I, I don't have good. enough business here. Mm-hmm. I need to ramp this up. What's going on? I, I find I can manage four to six comfortably. Once I start getting over seven plus appointments, that's a weekend, a week where I'm, I'm stressed. It's a, it's a little bit much by the end of the week. I'm feeling a little burned out where I'm like, okay, yeah, that's I just a lot feel like to, I'm ping ponging. It's, all it's over a lot to place. plan for and keep yeah. up for. Cause like you talked about being yeah, every appointment for isn't each the hour you're on the appointment. It's all the prep work that you've mapped out and, and everything. And, and then you walk out of it and you say, okay, we had a meeting. We talked about the strategy. So this person's strategy is they want to list next week. This person's strategy is yeah. they want to wait and monitor. And then yeah. this one is I need to get them on a tour <laughs> and uh, it can, it can really build. Yes. Right. And the idea is every one of those appointments should build into something more. Totally. Yeah, that's the goal, right? <laughs> you know, and if it's if it's not building to another appointment, it's building to writing an offer. Yeah. Which is an appointment. Which yeah. is then going to be an appointment to have an inspection. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, uh, wh- how do you guys structure, because I think we've mapped out what the days look like. How do you structure time off? What, what, hang on. <laughs> Just something else you want to hit before well, we, we hit time off? We haven't filled our day with marketing yet. So let's just okay. remind people. We don't. I'll just. I'll just touch on it. Right. Yeah. We talk about doing all this stuff to prepare for our clients. We also have to market our business and we have to market our listings. Right. There's yeah. There's two hat. There's two marketing hats. Yeah. There's growth, which I talked about, and then there's also servicing the listings marketing. Yeah. So we're creating some video content that markets us as a business, and then we're also creating video content that markets our listings. Right. And the same thing with the podcast. We record the podcast. Yeah, this is the part where the wives think like, so all you did was you hung out with Jeff and Matt like (laughs) all morning and did your like quote unquote like podcast, which is just you guys just bullshitting in a room. Um, And then you and Jeff just went for lunch and did like, so two, three hours of filming and and eating food together. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then super busy day, huh? <laughs> yeah. Then, then you actually. had to follow it up with your social media posts. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You know, 100%. You know, so that has to be mapped into every week. And yeah, well, I, yeah. sorry, I'll kind of say one more thing about the, you, you, you like to count your appointments and you've yes. got your sort of benchmarks. Um, I, for, I don't really, I don't do that. Um, I mean, when we're really busy, it's, there's, there's more than enough stuff happening. Um, so, I mean, some, a week could be a seven, a week could be a three. Right. To me, it doesn't, yeah. I'm not losing sleep over that. I find though, I personally, if Matt doesn't like work in his evenings, I, for me, I, we do a video shoot, we do something in the morning, I'm reading documents or there's something that's taken like a chunk of that day, half of that day. Yeah. Um, and then there's stuff that I need to get done and it could be just a time management thing on my behalf, but I, I, or like just getting that feeling of like, I need to have my homework done before I can like go mm-hmm. and move on to the other stuff. Um, so and when we're busy, I mean, we've all had this feeling, but there's just not enough time in the day. Right. We're like I've got three other emails that take work and, and like they just needs to get done. Um, and uh, the other option is apologizing to everyone saying, sorry, this is a tomorrow thing, but usually it's just, maybe it's my own guilt, but I just, I need to work through it. And that's when it, you, you know, you end up, you get home at, at eight or whatever. Yeah. Well, the, the long days. Well, and one thing like you, you mentioned video, and all three of us are big time believers in video marketing. When video became a part of real estate, though, it added like a third thing that needs to get done every day. Because video is growth, 
but it's not um, it's not direct contact, right? Like when I'm measuring, did my growth efforts book an appointment? Like chances are you listening right now, and please do, but chances are you're not going to hear this podcast and then pick up the phone and be like, oh, Matt or Jeff or Jer, that's my guy. I need to call that person right now. It's a much longer term play. And one of the things that had to be worked into business is it is not cost effective to have somebody do all of that for you. It's it's very expensive to have a full-time video person handle it. And all of us do shop out some of that work. Yeah. Um, for me, the dividing line is listings. I, I want listing stuff to look as good as possible. So I hire some professionals, but a lot of it I'm doing myself. And there's a good, like every piece of video content that gets put out there, that's two to three hours just editing, changing the sound levels, shooting it. Like there's just posting it to everything. Like just putting it on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram takes me an hour of of work. And there's an hour to two hours of editing before that. And there's an hour to two hours of shooting before that. And then you have to plan before that. Like there is a big chunk of the day, which goes into creating these little marketing pieces that get put out there. Um, and that's like the new age of real estate. <laughs> yeah. So there's, you got your, your fit and all that stuff in. I should mention too, like I might not be taking appointments in the evening, but it doesn't mean that uh, we're not working. Right. Right. Like we spend a lot of time at the office, the three of us. A lot of agents will work from home generally, but we work from the office. Yes. So if you're seeing your your friend who's an agent around the community, this is part of what makes me laugh about this episode is people are like, oh, I see my realtor around all the time. It's like, they're never working. Right. They're at the gym. They're at the grocery store. You yeah. know, like I never see them anywhere, you know, but it's like, well, I go home, I work for a couple hours, then I go out and I do my hair and I get my hair cut. Then I go home. And then when I'm home from 8 to 10 p.m., you know, again, I get the computer out and maybe I do some research and yeah. I reply to a couple of messages and I don't consider that working. Yeah, that's just like <laughs> me talking to Mike, right? Where you're like, I didn't do any work. And you're like, because we're so condi- – we're always replying to people. That that never ends. Yeah, and you're getting your request to show your yeah. listing. So you take yeah. that and then you fire the request over to your client. You coordinate that and you do all that during the evening while you're at home. But you're like, no, that wasn't like working, working. Yeah. Right, because we're not in a job that we get paid by the hour. So you don't think of those tasks in that way. Like your brain just sort of shifts. So that's funny because we're, we're like full circle now. Um, so and you were kind of segueing into the, the time off. Right. So a better question you're saying is what – do you like how do you actually have how do you do your family stuff with your yeah and <laughs> the I know stuff that's not real estate I think all three of us have very different methods of attacking how do we structure time off what's time off well why don't I think you guys are better at than I am so why don't you guys go first and I'll maybe learn a little from you and then I'll I'll tell the listeners I feel my, like my lame attempt for, <laughs> in, in like a regular balanced market the one of the things about this job is that the, the days aren't always you know 12 plus hour days or whatever yep. there's the ones that are four hours yep. and and that's where we sometimes get our or like in, in the summertime but that's when you can kind of get your like wash the car Right. <laughs> or, you know, these are just errands too. These aren't necessarily like yeah. good things. Um, we used to play board games sometimes on, on, yes. a, on a Friday, yeah. um, uh, during work hours, if there wasn't, and Friday's probably like, if there was a light day for real estate, I always call Friday realtor Saturday. Friday's the easiest day to carve some time <laughs> out because people's head, like very few people want to go look at places on a Friday night. That, no, that doesn't happen. No. And, often. and for that same reason to try to have some sort of sense of family or social life is I don't necessarily want to schedule my subject removal for Friday night. 
right to be meeting with clients on Friday evening and yeah. getting a deposit check and doing those things right yeah you know you're trying to trying to create an environment where you can have something that is some yeah some family time right I for me it started a while ago but it's very different for me and I think part of why I schedule different than you guys is because my kids are older yes so yeah, just, you're in a different spot your just, kids have more going on. Yeah, but they can get themselves out the door. Oh, I see. But yeah. I have many places to take them to. Right. But I can take them there, drop them off, and leave. Yeah, and, I can't, yeah, and yeah. I, and I've made things work where I drop my daughter off at soccer practice. I pull up to the field. She gets out of the car. I drive away. I go and do a showing at a listing. Right. And I come back and pick her up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for know? sure. Yeah. And it's it's things like that. Yeah. So now, Matt, I. I know you do structured where you just get out of the city. That's how you do full on time off, right? Yeah. So, and that essentially started to happen because I felt like I was never taking time off if several years ago. I bought my secondary property four years ago. And yeah. before that, I was taking off one I'm still waiting for the invite, by the way. <laughs> you got invited a couple of times. I'm still waiting for the next invite, by the way. <laughs> There's a fear to say to no too many times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, long weekends, we typically just go by ourselves, but I was taking off one week a year before I bought this place. One full week. Yeah. That was it. Right. And then maybe there was sort of like some days in there, but like one day never feels like time off. Yeah. Right. And that's when I was partnered with Jerry. And so I'd have my day off. It was Wednesday. Right. Um, and (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and I take one week off a year. So when I bought the place, it's So when you were with Jerry... Every Wednesday, you didn't work. That's right. Okay. Yeah. If there is, it's like I tell clients, nope, that's my day off. If yeah. you need to see something, you can see it with Jerry. And Jerry would cover for you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, they'd be happy to book that on Tuesday or Thursday yeah. instead. Right. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> that's just how it worked out. So I got the place and because I'm paying for it and I'm frugal, I want to get value for my money. Right. Yeah, so, makes sense. So now I'm booking time to go see it and I'm prioritizing because at times during the year before that, a weekend would come up, but you'd only find out on Friday. Yeah. That my weekend is now free. Right. Now, totally. what do, now what do I do with these two days? Do yeah. I spend $1,500 to drive to Whistler or Harrison or something and pay for a hotel? And then once I'm there, what do I do? Yeah. You know, you got to pay for something to accommodate the kids and it's whatever it was. It just, it didn't feel right. So now that I've got my own place, it's, it's easy. I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. So I make a point of it and the family wants it too. So we really look at long weekends and we look at the calendar and I start thinking about that two weeks before the long weekend. Yeah. Who are my clients? Yeah. Who's going to need time? How do I make sure that they don't feel on the long weekend that I've abandoned them? Mm-hmm. The only way that that works is that if I give them attention for the next two weeks and tell them that I'm leaving yeah. and set it all up. Um, and, you know, generally uh, they're used to that. And then usually I go away for a week of spring break. Not this year. It's just too much going on. So we knew yeah. that about two weeks ago and just told the kids, like, it's not going to work. Yeah. Right. And then, so there's Christmas time and then summertime and we just prioritize that to make it work. But when I'm not making that a priority, I told myself that one, when I go there, I will work. So when I'm at my property, I will take calls. Right. I will, if there's like somebody who comes in, I'll, I'll make time to speak with them. I'll negotiate offers. I've done a lot of work yeah. from that home. Before Jerry and I partnered up for two years, I had that place and I just, I only had somebody cover for me once in two years in all the days I was gone. Yeah. I would just do it all from there. You can do so much remotely. Um, so work from there if I have to. And then when I'm home, uh, I work all of the days, some of the time okay. is what I say. So yeah. I still fit in my workouts. I find a way every day. I want to carve out some time to exercise. Yeah. Uh, maybe sit down and watch a show or play some Lego with a kid or take him to soccer or whatever it is. Um, so 
if you work seven days and stretch that out, there's there's time yeah. for yourself in there. And my wife pointed this out this morning. Her and I are very privileged in that she starts work later in the morning, yeah. 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So her and I get time together sometimes in the mornings. We're like 9 a.m. We'll go out and go shopping for birthday gifts for the kids. Yeah. Oh, you're going to say you're having special time in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no it, one's it, home at 9 o'clock. <laughs> I'm not taking calls between nine and nine thirty. I, I think you cracked the code. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, grocery shopping. Hi, Liz. <laughs> she not listening. It's a lot of things you could do. Okay. Also said fitness. Is fitness an afternoon thing or a morning thing? Car- cardio. All right, Jer. What about you? What What's your? I don't take time off. No, but you you have a day. You try. When it's busy, there doesn't it, everything. Well, goes I think this window. is worth worth talking about. Okay. <laughs> um, well, Friday seems to be the day, and usually there's trying to do something. But so Friday's the goal. Yeah, but yeah. I've got children that nap, little baby children. Yeah. So there's I get like some family time, two hours in the morning, and then mm. the baby stuff, and then. I guess you're kind of, you're still a little bit in that. Well, we're kind of Your at kids still naps. We're, we are all at a little bit different stages. Like one of the things I miss about when my kids, before they were in school, was it was really easy to just take an afternoon off and spend it with the kids. Once they're in school, you're like, oh, they're not available. Yeah, now they're not available. During that time, like, yeah. you've yes. got to carve out either evenings or weekends. And you're talking, and yeah. like in this stage for me, it's just, it's being, that's not, that's not the personal time. No, <laughs> you're on relief I'm, duty. I'm, yeah. yeah I'm, you're, you, you have a newborn. I'm co, co-parent, babysitting. Co- don't say babysitting. babysitting. They don't like that. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's wrestling little people and trying to keep them in their beds. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we've got like a, a family property we go to. Um, but I don't, I knew that wasn't really going to happen much this year. Right. Um, yeah. Just logistical reasons and soft baby heads and necks and things. Um Sorry, that doesn't make sense without any context. Um, I got to hike or take a boat. Yeah. And it gets bumpy. <laughs> weather can be problematic and little babies aren't. It's, yeah, it's not really good for them to be yeah. bouncing around. Yeah. <laughs> no, Especially no, no. a, a water four by four trail. Um, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I just don't have, uh, it's, it's really hard. I mean, that's now with kids, that's something that. I find just one of the most challenging things about this job um, because it's just the importance of like, there's a, you know, fairly high divorce rate with this, with realtors. Like we know sure. yeah. um, having the, like having personal time, which is just a, nor- it's a just a parental thing. Yep. Like you need to have your own alone time aside from, from family time. Um, so having that me time, but just uh, having like two days consecutively, like you said about the one day, the one day doesn't, yeah. It's just not, an, it's like when you go on vacation or whatever, you know, it takes like usually a couple of days before you can like act fully, um, remove yourself from, from work brain and work thoughts. And, and even like I, ha, being the personality I am, um, and if it's like a control thing, but I just like to know what's going on and, and, you know, we take our business really seriously. So just knowing that you're like, even if Matt's fully has everything, mm-hmm. I still like want to know like what's hat, like are things happening or is stuff going on? And it's no lack of faith in Matt. It's just my brain just, I, I, I'm always thinking about it. Yeah. Taking um, time off when you run your own business is a learned skill. Yeah. yeah. Any, any entrepreneur. Yeah. Like you have to, there's the guilt too, that like <laughs> I should be working right now. Totally. <clears throat> yeah. No, it's, it's a learned skill and I, I learned it going to Tulamine mm-hmm. and it's, it's evolved and I've gotten better at it. And right. I know how to prepare for it ahead of time and I know how to manage it when I'm there. 
Yeah. You know, take those calls, check in, do that stuff. And then the other thing is when I show up, like you said, Jared, it takes time to settle in having my own place. Like I'm there and I'm settled. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's preset <laughs> yeah. for you. So yeah. it's like maximum benefit on time there. It but makes but, the spur of the moment easier to having your stuff. Yeah. We realized that with Bowen, just having like, if you, if it does turn out that like, wow, that buyer I was supposed to do like a big tour with this weekend yeah. or that listing that was supposed to have open houses. Like mm-hmm. we just sold that, like I'm free. Yeah. You can just kind of make you just kind of go. Right. But I also came from a, a job, like I worked in corporate. Right. And I don't think like J- J- Jeff, you kind of did like your environment was corporate at EA. Um, yeah, but your but hours we, we were, were in weird. A, we were in like a film studio. Yeah. EA, so, so it wasn't, but, but I yeah. worked like a eight 30 to four 30 job. You book your time off. And when you took your vacation time, you leave the building. Yeah. And you're gone. Right. You know, and your colleagues, they leave the building for a week and they're gone. And the rest of you just have to figure it out, pick up the slack, do whatever it is, right? You know, calls come in, Mm -hmm. their calls get redirected, someone else does it. And for us, we just kind of don't look at it that way, right? But I came from that place. And when I started working with Jerry, you know, the first time he went away for a few days and I was only maybe three or four months into the business, he called Debbie, our assistant, to be like, is Matt working? (laughs) <laughs> like, did, is he coming to work or did he just stop because I'm not there? And she's like, no, he's doing everything. He's got a new listing and yeah. he got an offer accepted. And he's like, why didn't he call me? Right. Because like, well, you were not Jerry's first teammate. There no, no, he had had many before. teammates. Yeah. And, and I, in, in my mind, I was like, well, no, like you went, you went away. So my job's to make sure everything gets done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, this has never happened. Everybody yeah. always calls me when an offer comes in. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> I just thought I'd just do my best and everybody else just has to suffer the consequences. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. I, my time off is a little, uh, I don't have a set day. I do in the back of my mind, just like I try to time shuffle everything on either Sunday or Saturday first. I try to shuffle appointments in the afternoons, like Wednesday and Friday are the last days I book Friday because they're slow and Wednesday just because it's halfway through the week and it's easier to split things up that way. Um, So if I don't have appointments, I'll come in, I'll do growth, I'll do cleanup in the morning, but then in the afternoon, I'll just, you know, go home, watch a movie, do something. But like we talked about, when my kids were little, I'd go home and play with the kids. Now they're in school during that time. And so now I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, I need to block time with kids. And so every every week when I plan my weeks on Monday, I do plan family time and uh, date night. And date night's a specific, like every Saturday, Rach and I uh, have arranged for uh, help with our family to watch the kids. And we either go to a movie or go to dinner or just go to the boiler room (laughs) or boiler house (laughs) and uh, just hang out away from yeah, the just, home with the kids, time. just yep. time with us. And then the kids' stuff is a little more up in the air, but it's I do make an effort to every week at least spend a good block somewhere where I'm doing kids' stuff. But I, I mean, 14 years now, I haven't had a set day off. Like, I don't – and I kind of – when I took most of the last weekend off, I, I did have this sort of like – it is nice to have two days in a row, like Jared was talking about, like – I want to figure out how to structure that. And I don't think you can do that without a bigger team. Like the only way you do that is by getting other people to work because work has to get done in real estate on those days. There's just no, like that's, that's the cost of being in real estate is people buy houses when they're not working. (laughs) Yes. There's work every day. Yeah. 
It's just how are you delegating that? And yeah, and how do you divvy it up? How do you how do you attack it? I know we, we've spent a lot of time here. I want to take forty seconds though to talk about a day in the life, just okay. for me, just so people understand. Like, how do you do it? You got kids? Like, what do you do? I, I do fitness every day, so I get up, um, spend some time with the kids. I don't get myself ready for work. I focus on getting my kids ready. Um, one of my kids has a mental disability, so mornings suck. Yeah, <laughs> so we make sure that we get her to school on time. Um, but school starts early enough that then I'm home at eight thirty, and I get myself sorted. And what I do is I look at the calendar for the day, and I say, when am I going to be able to fit in fitness today? And I decide that then. Oh, so it's not a set time. No. When can I fit it in? Cool. Do I have time this morning? Is there anything that's urgent? Turns out right now nothing's urgent. I'm gonna work out right now. Okay. Right, and I'll get to work at ten or ten thirty. How long do you work out? It, it's almost a two-hour process from conceptualizing, warm-up, exercise, then shower, right? Uh, and if I have an appointment in the evening, then I'll prioritize and say, well, if I'm going to be working in the evening, I want to get my workout in. Is it going to be... Now, the next step is I go into work and I spend my time at work and we do all these things we've talked about, but I'm home at about 3, 3.15 because my kids are now coming home from school. I don't have after-school daycare anymore. It's a new thing this year. So then I'm home there. And then I set up my workstation there and I work from home while they're home. And then it's like, well, but now that I've been home, my wife thinks, when well, she doesn't think, it's a fair assumption. I'm the one who's home. Got to have dinner ready. <laughs> so yeah. What time does Liz get home usually? Is uh, there a set time? Yeah, about yeah. quarter to six. Okay. She finishes work at 530. Yeah, that's fair. She home gets home at, at quarter to six. That's a totally fair yeah. expectation. <laughs> so sometimes she'll have something sort of prepped in the fridge and sometimes yeah. I'm starting from scratch and get dinner happening. And inevitably at 530, 6, 630, the phone's ringing with agents <laughs> mm-hmm. or just sign calls. People from the community want to ask you what's going on. And then if I have a meeting, off I go, six o'clock, but bam <laughs> I've yeah. booked my meeting for 615. And if I don't have a meeting, then I'm home and I maybe get in a workout or helping the kids with some, trying to tell them to do schoolwork or whatever it is. Cool. Um, and that's a, that's a weekday. Right. Yeah. And it's just, you just kind of fit it in. And it's like, oh, if somewhere in there, I fit in a haircut because the office is three blocks away from you're getting a haircut like you're every a, day. Like you're getting a lot of haircuts. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like haircut. This hair does look nice though. We're, but, and we wear hats. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's haircut time. Yeah. Bring out the hat. <laughs> you guys get haircuts more than I do, but <laughs> dentist, you guys go to the dentist sometimes? Yep. I go to the dentist. I f- you fit try, that in the middle of the day, to. right? Yeah. You yeah. know, some people have to fit that in, in in weird hours or take time off work. We just kind of squeeze those things in right yeah but just a regular day do you do your laundry get yes i do all my own laundry i do the do kids do laundry. laundry i fold the kids laundry no i don't do laundry nice i, I do yeah i mean liz and i split everything pretty much like we i sp- do lots of chores but laundry just isn't one of my jobs <laughs> we, we split all the tasks and then you drive the kids here to there like and back putting and gas in the car <laughs> yeah so it's it's just a dance of constantly moving back and forth todd connor laughed about how often we can change outfits in a day Sure. From going oh, to a business that's... outfit to exercise outfit, shower yeah. again, back into business outfit. I got to get changed right after this. <laughs> Jared, do you want to do your rundown? Not really. Jared doesn't want to do a rundown? I feel like I, we kind of... Okay. I, I'm going to do a stuff. Quick, quick average day. Mine's a little different than Matt's. Because um, <laughs> there's no fitness in either of our days. <laughs> no, I, I do fitness. I do fitness too. Um, but I'm not as, co- I'm not as consistent <laughs> as, as Matt. Um, so my typical day is... Uh, 6 a.m. I'm up with the kids. I'm getting them ready for school. I'm making coffee. I'm drinking coffee. I'm getting the kids Did fed. Did you condition and out the door. them for six, or is that normal? Uh, my kids just they, wake up. If, if I let them get up earlier, they would. We we've got mm-hmm. clocks that oh. change color at 6 a.m. That's okay. the earliest they're allowed to get up. I've got them out the door by about 7:30 a.m. and they're off to school. Um, from 7:30. 
sort of they're kind of like eating and ready by seven though so between seven and seven thirty I'm reading while they're just eating and whatnot I try to make sure to get in uh, about half an hour of reading some sort of professional development from after that seven thirty to eight my goal is to get to the gym I would say my goal is to get there Monday to Friday I probably only manage it a couple times a week uh, because there's stuff that's weighing on my mind that I'm like oh I got to get to the office. Um, my goal is to, so I get, finish the gym, hop in the shower really quick and get to the office sometime between eight and eight 30. I'm probably only at the gym doing cardio for about 20 minutes. Um, growth for two hours, clean up for two hours, uh, lunch. I either eat lunch with you guys or I go home. And, and I will mention that too. Like my yeah. socializing in life is pretty much lunch with work colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and then the afternoon is usually just craziness. I've, I've got blocked a couple hours to work on video stuff and inevitably things go nuts. I do block every four o'clock to catch up where I'm like, okay, it's four o'clock. I need to return all the emails I missed, all the things that I didn't get to. Um, usually sometimes between five and six, if I'm not showing places, I will come home. Uh, I try to, if I'm home, block six to eight as family time and then eight o'clock I do another round of returning messages and then around nine I'll watch one television show with my wife <laughs> yeah and then uh and then just sort of veg out and that's my day sweet all right guys well I hope you found that interesting I hope uh it was helpful and uh, sounds exhausted <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted at least a little insight into what our second job is yeah uh. Um, if you want to get a hold of Matt or Jer, you can find them at thenewwestguys.com. If you want to get a hold of me, Jeff, I am at realestatenewwest.com. Thank you very much.